Hello, welcome to the Satellite Market Cast podcast, where we feature key executives from leading satellite companies worldwide, talk about their company, their careers, industry trends, and other insights on the exciting satellite communication industry. I'm your host, Virgil Labrador, Editor-in-Chief of Satellite Markets and Research, inviting you to another informative podcast with our featured guest today. So welcome everyone to this uh, edition of the uh, MarketCast podcast, the uh, Global Pandemic Edition. And our guest today is uh, Steve Richardson. He's the Vice President of Mission Microwave. It's a ground equipment manufacturer, and he'll talk about that in more detail later in this uh, podcast. Uh, Mission Microwave is based here in California, actually not too uh, far from uh, where uh, I'm at here in Los Angeles, in Santa Fe Springs, uh, California. Uh, And uh, Steve is a a veteran of the industry, if I may call him that. Uh, He's been in the industry for decades and he's worked for some of the most uh, influential and largest companies in the industry, which among others include Harris, uh, GTE, SpaceNet, uh, Vantic Wireless, uh, and EchoStar. So he's got a pretty, pretty uh, broad background in the industry. He's an engineer by training, a Georgia Tech uh, graduate uh, with an MBA also from Georgia State. Uh, and he's a fixture at the uh, industry events and conferences. He speaks at some of the conferences, and I've had the privilege of chairing uh, some of the uh, panels that he's been at, and he's always a fountain of uh, a uh, good source of information uh, and insight on the industry. So, welcome to this uh, podcast, Steve. Oh, thanks, Virgil. Thanks for thanks for having me. It uh, it's, sounds like fun. The uh, pandemic edition of a podcast. Uh, I yeah, hope that be fun. Now we're in August 2020 now, and the last time we met was March 2020, roughly six months. That's the ago. last time anybody met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> met face to face. That is, and. Uh, it wasn't even a full show. It was two thirds of a show. The last day was canceled. Uh, so, how have you been coping so far? What you've been up to? Uh, how how you've been managing this uh, the, the the restrictions that we all face? Well, uh, you know, like like anybody, we're we're dealing with it. Um, you know, at best, week by week, as uh, as things unfold, and you know the um, the understanding of what's going on in the environment just just. Uh, uh, I guess I guess understanding improves week by week, but we know more, and mm-hmm. we felt like we knew less in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, you know it's been very different. Uh, it's been uh, um, a challenge, you know, keeping up with customers just in terms of logistics of it. The business has been um, very solid. Um, you know, I'm in danger of getting used to this not traveling part. <laughs> that, could, that could become a problem. Right. Um, but um, you know, everybody. It's easy to find everyone else too because they're they're not traveling either. So right. um, um, you just have to be uh, diligent about reaching out to people and making sure you stay in touch. Uh, particularly with the you know with the lack of industry events, mm-hmm. um, I what uh, my colleagues in the industry, whether they're customers or competitors or, or just friends over the years, uh, what we've we find is we have to uh, make the effort to uh, mm-hmm. to contact each other because we're used to seeing you know like like you and I do we, yeah. we just run into each other right? right eight times a year could right. be anywhere on the planet well that's not happening now and yeah, so, we, so we have to pick up the damn phone <laughs> yeah six months without the show this is the longest time I've uh, you know in my career yeah I've been reflecting on it I used to travel even two three times a month you know and. Uh, this is this is uh, something. So I'm I'm ready for the next one. Give us an update on your company. How how have you fared in this uh, environment, uh, and uh, how do you see it emerging out of this? 
Um, you know, it's, uh, I won't say it hasn't been um, a, a challenge, but I think, um, you know, looking at where we are and what we've been through, uh, particularly in light of, of the uncertainty and, uh, and uncertainty leads to, leads to chaos that's been over, you know, the whole industry. Um, I, I think we've actually done very well. I mean, our, our, our operations team, you know, has, uh, has, done, has done very well in dealing with uh, chaotic supply chain issues, uh, chaotic um, human resources issues, right? I mean, it doesn't take much. You're, you're in California, you know, it, it doesn't take much to cause you to send a lot of people home mm-hmm. from the plant on any given day. Right. And, you know, dealing with that um, while uh, maintaining, you know, a, a very good rate of bookings, um, or I, you know, our rate of bookings has, I haven't really run the numbers recently, but they are, you know, they're, they're between flat and up. I can tell mm-hmm. you that they're not down. Mm-hmm. And um, um, it's, um, so it's been a challenge to keep up, keep up with, with demand, mm-hmm. um, a growing demand, you know, during um, this time of a uh, very disruptive from both the human resources supply side um, the actual supply chain supply side and and our customers have um, have really been great about it right i mean they 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 know the problems right i mean it 's not like i 'm the first guy who calls them up and says, "Oh well, you know covid nineteen is causing this and this and this They hear it from everybody mm-hmm. um, they do tell us for the most part that you know you know we 're probably in the ninety fifth percentile in terms of how well we 're dealing with it um, so we're 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 keeping up mm-hmm. um, but it it's it's going to change things, right? I think that's one of the questions you, you gave to me. You know, right, how, does, right. how does that change things? And I think it's certainly, um, you know, if you look at the way our customers who are largely terminal manufacturers um, deal with us, and, and we're a component manufacturer, right? Mm-hmm. You know, block up converters for these SATCOM terminals. And um, so we're both manufacturers. And I, uh, people are uh, a lot less enamored with uh, just-in-time manufacturing right now mm-hmm. because, you know, you, you get a wild, wildly chaotic supply chain like we've right. got at all levels now. And the just-in-time stuff, is uh, it, it's just not working, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so I think there's a, there's a shift. We've seen our customers do that too, which has helped in, in – uh, and their understanding that uh, we're dealing with uh, uncertain supply chain, other component manufacturers in their value chain are dealing with an uncertain supply chain. And so, um, you know, it's shifted more of a, from a just in time to a uh, no later than kind of mm-hmm. manufacturing mm-hmm. environment yeah. where um, our customers are, are working with me very closely in terms of forecasts now, because I realize that's the only way to overcome this chaos is with planning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I know that helps for standardized products, and, and we have a very um, continuous line of products. So, uh, with some common manufacturing technology behind it, so that helps. All that planning helps a great deal, in smoothing out the variations in the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we're how we're dealing with it, and I think some of those changes are really positive because they make the supply chain more resilient, mm-hmm. both you know both temporally and geographically, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, I think I, I can't imagine those changes are going to go away because they're very right. positive changes in the supply right. chain. Now, last year I visited your facility and you were in the process of expanding uh, to a building nearby. So how, how's that uh, process uh, done? Yeah, I mean, nearby meaning like across the parking lot. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Um, yeah we basically doubled our footprint 
mm-hmm. uh, in, in our facility in Santa Fe Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, that's been done for some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, and, and of course we had to redo it a little bit more when we sent everybody home, mm-hmm. you know, all the, all the people who come from home mm-hmm. the whole time, you know, the, the industry, the, the world ground to a stop at the satellite show. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, we sent, we sent the engineers home with their desktops and some of them even had to take the chairs, you know, it looked like we were looting the place. Has there been a shift, uh, do you see, in the demand for your products as a result of the pandemic? You know, cert- of course, certain verticals aren't as hot, you know, uh, uh, no. let's say aero and maritime, you know, uh, oil and gas, you know. Well, yeah, no surprise. I mean, um, you know, av- aviation is a... Um, you know, is a very consistent and, and slow market. It's slow to get into. Uh, the planning cycles on it are quite long. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've actually made some progress in the, on the aviation market. We had a customer recently make make an announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I can't name that customer because they mm-hmm. didn't announce it about us, but they had a very positive announcement that involved using our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's that's moving ahead on the aviation business, kind of. Uh, you know, it's it's a regulated business. It moves pretty methodically anyway. Now, of course, maritime and I'll, and I'll couple energy with that because it's very similar equipment uh, for the most part, and some of the same players in both. Of course, that um, you know, energy is not doing very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I started my career working for Schlumberger in the energy business. I'm very sensitive to how that does, and uh, you know, I learned early in my career to look at the price of oil every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's um, yeah, that that business is having a tough time, and uh, you know, maritime, a lot of uncertainty there. I mean, that still seems like um, a a solid business. Obviously, it's going to have to redo a lot of stuff. There's going to be some some pretty significant refreshing going mm-hmm. on in terms of the technology, the platforms, meaning the ships, um, in that in that business. Um, you know, clearly stuff we were looking at for that business. Okay, it moved well to the right. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody who thinks it went to zero. Uh-huh. Right? That's a that's that's still a viable a viable business sector. We work really closely with our partners with it, and I can tell you um, that the people who are in that business are still working really hard, and they and they have timing horizons that um, are very active today. Right? I mean, if you're talking about a mm-hmm. an an upfit to a, a ship or a fleet of ships. Um, to address new services for the upcoming season. I mean, you talk about that and start to buy things a year in advance. Mm -hmm. And the industry at large is still figuring that, you know, we'll be on largely on the other side of -hmm. this pandemic event, you know, Mm -hmm. in that kind of timeframe. So the work still goes on in that business. I won't tell you that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the order intensity is real high. It Mm -hmm. certainly hasn't gone to zero. Um, The mix has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, um, we still see um, the same excitement about the things we're doing at KA Band, mm-hmm. uh, things that are enabling that industry. So, right. So, do you see any other new uh, opportunities for you, uh, for your company, for your products? Um, the, um, you know, the, one of the things we get really excited about are things like. Um, um, there's, you know, there's a, a customer, and it's it's a it's acknowledged that we're the provider of of bucks to these guys at uh, GetSat, mm-hmm. um, who make a really exciting, um, I'll call it a new class of terminals. Right? If you look mm-hmm. at the GetSat terminals, they're very different mm-hmm. than uh, 
than stuff that existed in terms of on the moves or aviation terminals just a few years ago. And, and mm-hmm. we're really proud of our contribution to that as being an enabling technology, making a very small, lightweight amplifier to be able to enable those platforms. So that's, that's new stuff, right? That's not yeah. me taking market share from one of my competitors. That's mm-hmm. a new technology that we enabled. And, you know, and you see that throughout the value chain, right? I mean, those, those antennas have shown up on helicopters, which has been a traditional problem area for SATCOM, and they're making some fantastic progress there. So, look, we, we make a component that goes into that, but it is an enabler. And uh, so we get to watch what they're doing and uh, throughout the value chain and some very big, big players involved in that. And uh, it's, it's pretty exciting for us to see, to see that. Um, so that's one of the the new areas I would say that uh, hasn't really slowed down um, mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anything else? Uh, well, new product wise for us, we, we announced at the show, although mm-hmm. there was hardly anybody there, as you right. know, so I can tell you again, and it's like it's news uh, about our, uh, our 400 watt wideband um, KA band solid state amplifier that replaces a 500 watt traveling wave tube amplifier. Right. That's, that's pretty exciting stuff. That's, um, it's a drop-in replacement. It's actually the same um, size and weight footprint. Power, the power footprint's a little bit different, of course, because it's solid mm-hmm. state. Um, and uh, we've, uh, we've got a customer for that, an initial customer. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we had the product at the show. Um, that one's going to take a while. I mean, the industry's been asking for years for a solid state replacement for TWTs in the, uh, in the gateway market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's the product for it. But the, you know, the gateway market's pretty conservative. It doesn't switch overnight. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but the product's there. It's solid. Um, and we're, we're really proud of that. That's going uh, to shift our focus a little bit more mm-hmm. to, the, um, to the gateway side of the business. I mean, we're doing really well in the terminal side of the business. <laughs> Mm-hmm. particularly in the tactical terminal side of the business. We've pretty much won that battle. Mm-hmm. But um, on the gateway side, um, that looks a little bit different. And uh, it's, um, it's pretty exciting. It'll be a substantial portion of the business and it's going um, to be a big part of our growth portfolio uh, for the next four years. Right. Now, talking about growth, you know, your company has grown very quickly. If I recall, you were, you, you were established in 2014, right? Uh, and in a short span of time, you've uh, you've, you've uh, gained a very good foothold in, in the key uh, markets. Uh, do you see that uh, you, you're also in a very very competitive uh, area? You know, the, there's as far last time I counted, there's a, over you know ten. Uh, buck manufacturers and a lot of other small oh it, de- it depends on the category we track it and we share the information yeah. with customers and some categories are t- two dozen yeah um, right, ahead of right the manufacturers right. yeah for some are oem and all that uh if you count those then so, yeah you're, some of them some of them's hard to count multiple times right <laughs> right, right, right so uh do you see any shake up in that part of your uh, business uh, as a result and uh, do you see your market share stabilizing or growing uh, post-pandemic? Um, it, it is a very competitive market, but I'd say it's, it's competitive because um, customers, particularly the customers who are growing and, uh, and who buy a lot, they're, they're very demanding customers. Mm-hmm. And so when a company 
does show up with uh, what's arguably a, a superior product in terms of you know, uh, performance um, or size, weight, and power, or all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we do end up um, taking share from from some of our competitors, um, but you know the markets. Uh, there are lots of layers in the market as well, and sometimes our product isn't isn't the right one for an application, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've, you've met me at shows and, and mm-hmm. I, I tell you how when, you know, when, when people come up to me at an international show and, and mm-hmm. you know, their first question is, you know, how much is that buck? Right. I, I tell them that, well, if, if price is your primary concern, it's probably not the buck you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you see it? Uh, how, how do you see moving forward uh, your company? Uh, what else can we expect from Mission Microbit? Well, I mean, we're we're doing pretty well. More more of the same as our customers um, are successful, right? Um, mm-hmm. l- many of the areas of success we're in today are um, um, relatively early days in those successes. You know, for an example, we get on a uh, a, a terminal or a set of terminals uh, from a, a manufacturer, and, and most of the um, the tactical terminal manufacturers. Um, use some of our products. Some of them use our products uh, effectively exclusively, um, meaning that meaning that we've got the right answer for their entire product line. So mm-hmm. to keep commonality of interfaces and appearance um, and support, they continue to work with us. Yeah. So I think what we are looking at next is following some of the success that our, that our customers have had. And we've had a lot of successes in design wins on our customers' platforms, right? Whether they're their tactical terminals or on the move terminals or aviation terminals, maritime terminals, et cetera. And those design wins um, are great. And uh, when we've grown based on those, and I'd say for some of those products, it's pretty early days, right? Some of them are regulated, right? They have to go through um, um, government or military certification processes, mm-hmm. right? The, the terminals do, not our product. Our product's designed to support a compliant design. And so we, we've gotten a lot of design wins. And so we've got some really great customers who work with us really closely um, to help them come up with a better terminal design. Um, but some of those have just gone through the certification processes, right? I mean, it takes a while to do that on, mm-hmm. you know, on the order of you know, a couple, one or a couple of years. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot more. You're going to see a lot more growth in that business as those, ter- those terminals um, get more and more uptake. Um, uh, from um, you know military users, maritime users, uh, what have you, um, mm-hmm. the sales cycle into that environment, like a little bit like the aviation environment, you know, is is kind of regulated, right? And so it takes a lot of time. You have to have a really uh, good product. You have to be able to support the customer as they go through the certification process, which mm-hmm. is it is it, designed to be a very arduous process, right? It's it's, it's designed. It is designed to make terminals fail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they, they don't get through that process. So the terminals that do get through that process are really good. And you right. can take them out in the field and you can be confident. And so those are really big design wins because they tend to be very sticky designs because when a new terminal is introduced and a, a military customer starts to adopt that, you know, they don't like to change too rapidly. Right. So uh, because of the evaluation cost to do that, their switching cost is quite high. So I think, uh, the work that's been done over the last few years and getting those design wins, getting those new accounts and customers to depend on us and work really closely with us, you're going to see the fruits of those play out over the next few years. 
right. Now, uh, Steve, you know, you, you've seen quite a bit of uh, the industry in your career, you know, and, I, and you've seen some crises come and go as well. How does this crisis, how, how, how do you see the industry emerging out of this, uh, this uh, crisis that we're in right now? Well, there, there's, gonna, there, there, there's consolidation happening now, right? We've seen quite a few mergers. Um, some of them are, were planned well before um, the pandemic, but um, there's obviously an incentive for customers to look uh, for efficiencies, right? We've seen some mergers, we've seen some bankruptcies, you know, at the customer, at the system operator level, um, some surprisingly large ones, right? Some restructurings. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to see that, that those changes happen all the time in our industry anyway. I think we're seeing a little bit of an acceleration of those. And, mm-hmm. um, and we are seeing customers, um, customers and competitors start to focus a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, again, we, we track very closely what our competitive environment is like, and we redo that a couple of times a year as we go through and survey um, all of our competitors, download their data sheets, get the publicly available information that we can, make our comparisons. And, you know, over the last 18 months, we've seen uh, uh, our competitors actually dropping out of several categories, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when you get into the KA band area. A lot of people used to play in KA band. Right. And, um, not as many people are doing it now, which makes it difficult for our customers, right? I mean, at, at some level, you, you need to have some competition so, so that you can win. Right. And uh, uh, customers get really scary when there's only one or two people to buy something from. Right, right, right. All right, uh, any final thoughts? Anything else that uh, you'd like to add, uh, Steve? Um, well, one of the things we... we you asked me about uh, the growth areas, and mm-hmm. I think uh, the growth in the gateway market for us because of the new products are good. And I think continued growth in um, um, HTS, primarily KA band. Mm-hmm. Uh, HTS, we talked a lot about years ago. It's here now, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of high-capacity uh, KA band uh, transponders available out there. We're providing ter- we're, Our customers are providing terminals using our, our components on those. Um, I think a continued growth in that. Also, um, some of the Mio stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, some of the uh, the Mio and you know non-geo kind of applications, including some of the polar applications. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still a little skeptical of the Leo constellations, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're way up on the hype curve. Um, I mean, I'm skeptical, but we're involved in it, right? We support those customers um, right, right. and uh, and those those networks because our technology, and particularly in KA band, is um, state of the art, really. And uh, those are all state of the art designs. So we're we're involved in that. Um, you know, I, I like I uh, I commented on uh, you know a, a panel uh, uh, would have been more than six months ago now um, that. You know that part of our business is non-zero in supporting those businesses, right? Where it's a low single-digit mix of our business right now, and I think over the next couple of years that'll probably triple. Mm. And so it'll be a high single-digit part of the business, right? It's not a big part of the business. The big part of the business is, you know, HTS, um, it, Geo. Maybe, you know, we see some Mio stuff happening out there mm-hmm. uh, that's real. And, uh, and we're, you know, again, we're involved in the Leo Constellation stuff. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's see it actually, actually happen, 
Right, um, right. That's a, the, the business models are just really challenging. Um, the, um, the, all the constellations have uh, um, admitted that they do depend on um, electrically, electrically steerable antennas, known as flat panel antennas typically, uh, right. to be available to make their business plan successful. And of course, as you know, um, mm -hmm. we, we won an award in flat panel uh, business, right? right for our, right. one of our bucks that really enables flat panel applications. So, you know, we're in that as much as anybody is. Um, and uh, like most of the players in it, um, there's a healthy amount of, of skepticism about uh, whether that business really takes off or not. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a lot of things, uh, you know, in the industry that uh, uh, gives uh, some uh, optimism, rise to optimism. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, we're really optimistic about the, the industry. I mean, this, you know, sure. I mean, 2020 is probably not going to go down as a banner year in anybody's books, <laughs> right? I mean, right. Um, it's been a tough year. I mean, it'll be a growth year for us still, but, um, you know, it, not as much as we'd hoped. But um, it's still a good year. Um, so I'm, I'm really optimistic about the industry, right? I mean, you know, what the industry provides is, is, is clearly needed. Um, mm -hmm. The industry provides a lot of efficient solutions. Those, those solutions are getting better and applicable to more markets. Again, like the, you know, the, the SATCOM on helicopter thing, right? That's, that can be pretty big, right? right. right. And people have struggled with that for years. Um, you know, how do you how do you enable that? Um, and that's that you know that's pretty exciting. That's new, right? And uh, um, you know, and and you know, it's not doesn't get a lot of hype about it, like Leos or anything like that. But um, you know, that's that's real exciting growth. People are spending some money on that, doing a lot of hard math to make that work, and making some innovative products to to enable it. And the uh, and the users are really excited about it because it was needed. And so there are more of those niches out there, and uh, the industry's adapting to them. Uh, we're really excited to be an enabler for part of that. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be really upbeat about the industry. And as you know, you talk to everybody in the industry too. I, I have a lot of colleagues in the industry, and um, again, tough year, right. but I, I don't think anybody in the satellite yeah. industry is willing to hang it up just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's tough. We've been to other tough years, you know. And, uh, oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, the know? tough years. I mean, look, we come out of the. This is a classic recovery model, right? Okay, right. Gonna, we we come out of this. There, there are these other. You know, the technology has improved, so we can enable things, right? And, and, right. And that haven't been adopted globally yet. You know, we'll probably come out of this like we did in the '80s mm -hmm. with a cheaper dollar, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, that's always been great for the, the SATCOM hardware business in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's some positive reasons to, to look ahead for this business. Right. Well, that's a good way to end this, actually. It's good to hear that. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again in a future yeah. show. You know? Yeah. So thanks very much, Steve, for all your insights. And uh, well, thanks, Virgil. It's uh, happy happy to be here for for Mission Microwave. It's 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 been a great three years with the company, and uh, I hope we can keep it going. Right, right. So Steve Richardson uh, from Mission Microwave, a company that uh, we're looking very uh, carefully into, and uh, for all the news and information in the global satellite industry, you always have www.satellitemarkets.com. 
uh, as well as our uh, YouTube channel, Satellite Marketcast, where this podcast will be on and among other uh, things. So, thanks again, Steve. And thanks to you all, all right, for, thanks uh, for our listeners. <laughs>